welcome, and thank you for listening to this podcast. Today we're going to dive right in and talk about something that has uh, kind of somewhat of a hot topic, but I am asking uh, Pastor Adam and Pastor Nate to be back around the microphone. Thank you guys. We're taking a lot of time of your, what you need to be doing planning. We're in here talking around the microphone. Thank <laughs> you for your time, for, for being here. I know it's a lot, but uh, something that's kind of kind of hit the scene, I guess, in the last little bit. Uh, especially with um, kind of the quirkiness of Christmas falling on a Sunday this year, it's created a hot topic amongst uh, believers and non-believers alike around this particular subject. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about that in a few moments. Kind of want to kind of reiterate that. But I wanted to say before we dive into that, did you know that Christmas will not fall on Sunday again for eleven years? Oh wow. Because there's a leap year in there, and it kind of throw, throws it off, so it's going to miss that Sunday that year. So we don't have to talk about this podcast for 11 saying years. saying <laughs> Christians will get along about this topic for 11 years if yeah, we can just get right. through this season? So that is kind of like a, a good introduction to what we're going to talk about. I'm, I want to for us to around the microphone today to talk a little bit about uh, brothers and sisters interacting with one another, both in person um, and in social media. And what really brings it to light is one of the the latest memes that seems to be flying around. And it's not so much the meme, um, because you don't really know the true sentiment behind why uh, a meme is up. You kind of take it with your coloring, right? So when I read a meme, I take it with the coloring and my perception of what's in my world. Um, but uh, it's all the comments that follow the meme. It's kind of where I want to resonate in and how we're supposed to work with one another uh, as brothers and sisters of Christ. Before we talk about that, though, we're going to have to get there so people will understand why we're talking about it. So, um, Nate, tell us, what, what what did the meme say that you and I were talking about just a few minutes ago? Yeah, the meme, basically, I, I saw it posted by a, a fellow Christian that uh, I, I think they mean well, and I really do. And, um, and I, I was reading the comments and stuff, and it kind of broke my heart with the comments, and then I saw the meme again. And I thought, well, there's more comments now, but it was a different person who posted it. It's just kind of going viral. But it basically said, if your church is not meeting on Christmas Day, then you need to find a new church. And that could be taken a few different ways. It could be. It could, mean, it could, be. It could be taken, grain of salt here, that they mean for that Sunday. Um, but that's not how the people commenting were taking it. They were taking it, you need to... Pull up stakes, get your family, and get in a God-fearing church by yeah, next I week. I like how when they're able to type into Facebook and Instagram, they can put that little bit of Southern draw on it. That's right. <laughs> and it's not its not an indictment on who I, the, the accent, I sometimes I just randomly add accents. It could have been Irish. It's not an indictment on what kind of people I think were saying those things. Yeah. Um, but... One of my friends who posted it has that accent. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the, the sentiments put out there that there's a certain belief that um, you know, people are, in, are, are erring in some way. Um, so maybe we should briefly discuss um, what's the sentiment behind that? Why are they saying that? Are they saying that they think, and again, we've already, we've already said we don't know the true sentiment mm-hmm. of the person that posted it, but the reason I want us to discuss it is because I want us to see the different angles because the comments that follow these are extremely disparaging mm-hmm. to someone who may not view the way you do. And so that's what's going to lead us up to how do we 
um, do life together as brothers and sisters of Christ. So, so the, what do you think the sentiment is? Let's, and let's say what the sentiments could possibly be with that meme. So, so one of them, uh, a sentiment behind somebody who might see that meme and push it on and share it, um, is a sentiment I see that I, I'm not really happy with. That happens on a regular basis, even when it's not Christmas, even when it has nothing to do with meeting corporately on Sunday. And it's that uh, you should come to our church and not yours. I, I hear that from people. I've, I've had that conversation until they find out I'm on staff at a church. That usually when they back down, sometimes not even then, mm-hmm. but it's this conversation. They find out I'm a believer and they're like, oh, you should come to our church. Our church is doing this and this and this and this. And you start sharing about your church and they're kind of like, oh, they're looking for reasons why your church might not be good for you anymore. And so some, some people may pass this along because in some of the comments immediately people are posting, this is when our church meets, you guys should try it. Our pastor's so awesome, this person's so Don't awesome. Don't you think that's possibly coming from kind of the stance of there are some churches that are falling off doctrinally, and we know that. We see it in the news, we hear about it, and we hear what, what's being taught from the pulpit it in a lot could. of churches. So could it be coming from, that's just one more way that church is slipping and it could it could be. I think that's a that's another section of people who are doing it. Yeah. But to that first section of people, like maybe you're really excited about your church. Great. Be excited that other people are involved in biblical churches too. Um, the people you should be recruiting from are the people you're leading to Christ and discipling, not people who are already invested in a local body of believers, because you wouldn't want the same thing happening if a church comes along and and they've got a few more resources and they've got a. They've got a guy who's maybe a little bit better communicator than your pastor, and they've got a few more kids in their children's ministry and so forth, and they come along and try to start pulling members from yours. It's not a healthy thing to sheep shuffle. Uh, But yes, there are probably people there who are, um, they've heard of negative, unbiblical things churches have have done, and they're kind of... um, See, for me, I think... Pulling back, like, oh no, this could be another one. Yeah, for me, I think when I first saw that pop up uh, on my Instagram feed, I took it as that person that was posting it felt like these churches were sinning yeah, because they were not meeting, which is a pretty strong sentiment when you don't know the full story behind why the church was not meeting. Now, assumptions are made, right? They're not meeting mm-hmm. because it's Christmas, and they probably have several Christmas Eve services, so they're giving a break. So we make assumptions about it and everything, but... Um, that's the way it came across when I saw it the first time, is I could tell that they not only posted that meme, but they put their own comment underneath it, too, to kind of like drive the nail on in. Yeah. And uh, it, was, uh, it was that they were sending. I think that's a dangerous territory to go in when you're going to socially go out there and just bash other people like that for something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about it. I know, Adam, you and I have talked a little bit about um, using social media and what is appropriate and what's not appropriate and everything. And I think you had an example mm-hmm. of like a friend who had posted an article. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's one of the things we mentioned was there's a difference at times in sharing um, something, you know, a meme or something essentially, like we said, just to get attention, to get likes, get to people arguing. That's, that's certainly probably the negative way of thinking about that as opposed to maybe there is a church that does something that you have serious concern about. If they, not only are they an error, but they are leading people toward error as well. And we know we've seen that on 
many different issues of uh, you know in our day um and i said you know somebody writes an article explaining why that that is an unwise or maybe even sinful decision that church has made and you know if i read that article i resonate with it i think it's got good truth in it and then i share it um i think that that can be different it is different than just kind of sharing kind of a kind of quippish kind of you know quippy meme to get attention from somebody but trying to actually engage in what the issue is and why we have disagreement well, that, that, to me an article probably has a little bit of and i didn't have it read any articles that you've posted recently i don't post too many just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to me an article would have a little bit of explanation to why the church is doing it here's the scriptural backing mm-hmm. up of why they shouldn't, those types of things. It's a little bit different than that somebody trying to get a mic drop moment. Yeah. Those mic drop moments can be taken in so many different ways, yeah. especially when it's in printed word. You don't see the person's body language. You don't hear yep. their voice inflection. All you see are words, mm-hmm. and you're going to add your own voice inflection and your own body mm-hmm. language to those words and then comment on them. Yeah, And, and, and feel better about our decision because it must be more holy than somebody else's. Right. right. I, I think in this particular case, too, um, we're making a lot of assumptions. We know that biblically we are supposed to meet together corporately and not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We know that. Right. And so the assumption is that because they wanted to sit at home and open presents and eat turkey and whatever and not alter any of their family traditions, that um, that they just didn't meet and so for a week, you know, they didn't do that. When, when the truth and reality probably is closer to they had several services on Christmas Eve where they worshiped corporately only hours before the time that the meme generator is having an issue with. Um, and then, as a result of that, chose to stand down on Sunday so people could be at home with their families or whatever, whatever reasons they come up with. We were talking to our AV guy who's actually in the other room. And he's seen on the AV forums of people who are doing the sound at church, this bickering going back and forth as well, not just on social media, but they're in the crux of it of, hey, we did five, we're doing five services on Christmas Eve, and then our staff cares about us and our families, so they're, they're allowing us time off on, on Christmas, and then others, um, you know, maybe your, your church doesn't care about you because they're working you to death. And then the other's like, are you kidding me? Why in the world would you go sit home when Christmas is the actual day? Then you have to ask yourself, do we meet on the actual day when it's on Friday or Monday? Um, there's all kinds of things to it. I, I, I said this to Daniel and Adam a little while ago. If, if, if Pastor Daniel and our church leadership had said, hey, we're going to do three services on Christmas Eve, which we are, um, and as a result of that, we're going to put all our time and energy into that worship team and everything else. Uh, we're not going to meet on Christmas Day. We, we feel like more people will come out on Christmas Eve and more bang for our buck, all, all, all kinds of stuff. But we prayed about it. That's what we come to. <clears throat> I, as an individual, um, and, and some people may have an issue that I would say this, but I wouldn't have fought them on that, not because I want to be off on Christmas Day, but because I, I think I don't see a biblical argument to say they're wrong. Um, if it had been the other way around, we're gonna, we're just going to do Christmas Day and we're not going to do Christmas Eve and we feel like this is it's fallen on Christmas Day. That's on the time we normally worship and that's special. And so we're, we're going to do that and not tax our people twice or whatever. I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have fought that. I may ask some questions about it because we've seen some level of, of, of 
I don't want to say success, but you know, like success of excitement uh, and excitement around Christmas Eve services in the past. Um, but had had Pastor Daniel announced in a staff meeting, look, we're standing down Christmas Eve and Christmas. We're not going to worship that week corporately because just doggone it, you need to sit around those stockings in the fireplace and be with your family. Um, as much as I like being with my family and the stockings and the fireplace, we're going to have a closed door conversation about that that you, the listener, probably would never be privy to. Um, I wouldn't leave the church over it, but I, I'd be very. Dis- I'd express my disappointment that we're not going to corporately worship together. But see, what just you just brought out is the biblical approach. You have an issue, so you go to that person and you you reason with them and figure out what's going on and what's the reason behind it. You wouldn't have posted on your social media. Yeah, uh, this pastor <clears throat> is an idiot. <laughs> and if, yeah, and if I have a friend, okay, maybe I made that a little harsher than you would choose. Honestly, but you though, wouldn't say, "I can't believe our church is not meeting." You would not do that um, because then it creates division. And I think that's where I'm kind of wanting to go with this discussion is uh, is what we're putting out there is it creating division among among the body or is it legitimate discussion? Now, like Adam, you're talking about the article. An article to me opens up for a legitimate discussion because yeah. it gives reasons behind it. But these little quick hits of here's how I feel, I have never to this day, and if, if either of you or any <laughs> listener has ever seen uh, a post on any social media and then the comments below lead someone in a different direction than when they were posting originally, or even to Christ, too. But let's just say they switch their thought process because of those arguments. Please show them to me, because it's always... Or their church. It's always a defensive mm-hmm. uh, or an offensive attack. It's never a, hey, let's reason in this discussion. I've, yeah. I've never seen that on and social if, media. And if, if I saw another church was saying the same, like, we're not doing anything, we're just standing down that week... Um, I, as an individual, and everybody's not like this, but I, I would call that pastor, especially if I have a relationship with them, to say, hey, walk me through the thought process here. Yeah, what's your, what's, what's I, going I think on this on? might not be a good idea. Every church I've seen so far locally that's chosen not to do a Christmas Day service is doing massive services on Christmas Eve. Uh, I haven't seen one that's standing down from both. I might be wrong. Um, but even then, my, my MO should not be immediately gossip about them. It should be the Matthew 18 approach. Let's let's have a conversation about this, and if our people have a conversation about it um, as well, to you point out the error if there's error, and say, yeah, this is why we don't do that, and here's why we made the decision that we're making to worship that week, mm-hmm. and we have chosen to worship on both days. That does not make us more spiritual than the people who've chosen something else. It's just where we've landed on it, and and we would love to celebrate what God did on Christmas Eve and come back together on Christmas Day. And worship, and we always have worshiped on Sunday. So, well, so we have why reason, change it for us? We have reason to land where we landed. So yeah. it wasn't just arbitrarily pulled out, hey, this sounds nice. We actually put thought and prayer into it. And nobody and, was like, do you, you think we have enough energy for one more on Sunday? <laughs> no, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't our yeah, thought process. I mean, I think, I think what we're <laughs> demonstrating is, is we're landed on what we believe God's mm-hmm. calling us to do. And yeah. then you gave us 11 years off from Sunday's Christmas. <laughs> after yeah, because, yeah. I mean... <laughs> There is a thing to think through. So uh, I, I saw the same meme that you guys are talking about, but one of the ones, as soon as we started, I was like, did I share anything online? And I remember I did share one thing, but it was actually a positive. Okay, so it wasn't that one. It, it was an article. Was yeah, it was an article. Edit some of this out. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. It was a, it was a positive article by um, a Charlotte area pastor, a guy named Kevin DeYoung. He's a PCA pastor. Uh, 
and um, he shared an article. It was actually from about six years ago, the last time Christmas landed on on Sunday, and it was his positive reasons why you should continue to meet. And so it was. I think that even that can be a little bit different. If I'm trying to, hey, right. I want to share something. This is why I think this well, shows see, food the best for food wisdom. for thought is way different to yeah. me. Food for thought. Think about this. Let me mm-hmm. challenge you in your thinking. I, I enjoy that. I, I love reading through yeah. those types of things. Um, but those quick hits going to slam you because yeah. you didn't decide the way I thought you should decide. Yeah. It to me seems hurtful. Yeah. And the only people that can really get away with that is Babylon B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't yeah. seen Babylon B, it's it's a satire. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times. So like that one. So I would I shared that. I had conversations with a few people around it. I think it's a good article. Um, I think he makes a good case for it uh you know in in my personal estimation deciding to not worship on sunday because of a holiday like christmas landing on the same day um would probably be an unwise decision something i wouldn't advocate for but there's a difference in feeling that way having conversations with individuals about that and kind of blanket um you know trying to go around and make accusations against everybody, you know, who, you know, who's making that decision. I, you know, we were talking about that with somebody a while back and a church that I served at for a while, that's kind of their regular practice now. And I was like, Hey, you know, I, I love them. I care for them. I, I think they're great. I, I disagree with that. I wouldn't do it if I, you know, and I would have conversations if I was still there. Uh, but again, that's a different thing than trying to, Share something quick and funny. To well, get that original meme, if you were to take it, um, the sentiment was to be an encouragement. Let's just let's say, for sake of argument, that it was to be an encouragement. The person saying, if your church is not meeting on on Christmas Day, find another church, could mean mm-hmm. there are others on that day that are meeting. Just for that day, go to another church, and that way you can worship. Don't worry about your church mm-hmm. not meeting. Go to another body of believers. E- that's taking it. Yeah. That's the positive even, spin that it could Even mean. in that positive spin, you're saying that there's something wrong with that individual staying home by themselves when they've already worshiped on Christmas Eve. Well, the, the meme just needs to be a lot longer. That's hey, right. That's if right. you <laughs> wish your church was meeting and you know you're going to miss being with But you still support the, the local leadership. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and people are going to come down, you know, I, I'm probably would be the most kind of hard line on that, that I do think it's a good thing and, and you know, it would be a mistake not well, to. Peninsula has, I think this was pointed out earlier in one of the discussions we had, Peninsula has for 40 years yeah. met on Sundays for worship on mm-hmm. Sunday mornings, regardless, of, faith. regardless of, unless it snowed, right? When yeah. it snowed and people couldn't safely get here, we, yeah. w- we would... Uh, we would cancel church, and you know, then when the pandemic came through, we stood down for one Sunday. We stood down, you know, and asked the church to pray together and read scripture together. We thought it was going to be like one week, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> and we thought, oh gosh, goodness. But people need to know that even even then, we were weekly discussing and praying through, you know, what do we feel God was telling us to do? Trying to use cultural intelligence of what people were learning and hearing and feeling, trying to be wise and good stewards of what God had given us. And I'm talking about the people. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, and then when was the right time to, to come back together in that? And we were we were on our knees and in, in, in prayer and fasting through that too. Um, but people wouldn't have known that. It would have been real. I mean, and I saw a lot of ugliness come out during that, too. I mean, it was very, very divisive. And mm-hmm. the preaching and teaching of God's Word did not stop at Peninsula. Right. Um, corporate worship was 
on hold for a bit and and we can look back and second guess what we did and so forth but we were prayerfully considering and moving through and so right. ultimately um you're listening to this podcast as a result of decisions made during the pandemic to up our game and how we can reach people um online right and this is one of those things and, and god supplied the resources as he laid it on our hearts uh, in confirmation of yes stream your services yes develop the the ability to be able to deal with theological topics and so forth uh, that you can put out there that people can listen to on their time so that they can they can be bolstered and discipled and edified because our walk with the lord is a daily daily thing i I think when it comes to when it comes to what we're posting uh, or w- even if we're just face to face I think the biggest thing we need to remember is people are not the enemy they're the goal hmm. uh, we, we we're not supposed to be coming at people whether they're lost or believers we're not supposed to be coming at them they're the goal we're supposed to be looking for ways for the gospel to bring us together and to unify not to tear apart. And if I have a good friend, and let's use that same argument for a moment, and I find out that his church is not meeting because it's Christmas, I'm going to do what you're going to do, Nate. I'm going to call him up and say, hey, can we just talk for a few minutes? I don't fully understand. I need to voice my concerns with you on this or that. Or Remember, I'm only calling them if they're not meeting on Christmas Eve as well. <laughs> True. But, <laughs> but I'm you just could saying, do either one. Any Anything. Curiosity. I, I, I need to talk through, but... Uh, at the end of the day, I think my goal is to encourage that person, mm-hmm. not publicly shame them right. and beat them down. Now, if someone is purposely or cause them to question their leadership that aren't doing anything necessarily anti-biblical, right? Now, where where our, to follow Jesus' example um, when he called the Pharisees and the Sadducees out? They were by their traditions, leading people away from God yeah. in their traditions, and he was calling them out. I do believe that if there is a group anywhere that is leading people away from the gospel or blocking the gospel... Adding to it, taking away from yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay for us to go, hey, here's what's being said, um, and you know, here's, here's some cautions that you need to do because here's what the Bible says. Those types of things do need to be out there. I think that social media turns into a tool then to disciple and to teach, as long as it's bringing people back to the foundation of God's Word. But that's to a good, be a hammer and slam people, yeah, I just... That's a good litmus it test. Gets, it gets on me. It's a good litmus test. The gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ for the forgiveness of sins to anyone who asks. You know, that... When, you, when you're getting that right, and somebody's saying, well, then they also need to practice this spiritual gift, or they have to be, they have to be baptized right afterwards or it doesn't take, or they have to have this second experience with God, or or they're adding something to it, or they're taking something away. You know, you don't really need to do that. Uh, you, you need to, you know, believe in Christ, but you also need to do these things. You know, whenever it's coming away from the gospel, those are serious errors that could lead people from an eternity with God and from a relationship with Him here in the present that Christians do need to speak up on. But you can still start, if it's possible, with the person. It's not possible for me to to sit down with somebody who's starting some false prosperity movement or something saying, if you come to God, you'll always be rich or always be healthy. It's not possible, most likely, for me to get a hold of that person and go down to, co- to coffee with them. But if it was possible, that's the route I need to go first. I need to help the sheep that have been placed at Peninsula 
just the same as we do, to make sure that we're not giving into false gospels that are not true, um, that are adding to who Jesus is or taking away from who he is. Um, but on, on minor things of, of um, here's, here's two different churches that are seeking to worship God that week, and this one's doing it this way, and this one's doing it this way. Aha! You know, if they're, see- if they're seeking to worship some other God that day, by all means, let's get a meme together. Not really, but yeah. it's still a better way to handle it. If your church is worshiping anyone other than Jesus Christ, find another church. Now that... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, there are going to be times in which there if are... they're throwing out baby Jesus with the bathwater. <laughs> there are going to be times in which there's legitimate error, and the a little bit of concern can be because we don't want to seem offensive we you know we don't want to come off as hard like that we would not respond even when people are teaching direct error so there's going to be about you know it's also somewhat degree just wisdom you know as a believer you know i think i shared this recently in our sunday night equip time you got proverbs 26 you know answer a court uh answer a fool according to his folly lest he be wise in his own eyes um, but right before that was answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself, you know. And so it's yeah. it's using wisdom and knowing when to respond. And I think mm-hmm. that that might be like a life verse for social media age or something like that, you know, knowing when to be wise, knowing when to speak, knowing when to restrain yourself, knowing when it's going to maybe be effective, maybe when it's just going and to. what's the ultimate goal. Yeah, why you're doing it. Yeah, why are you, why are you doing it? What's your intention? Um there's always this aspect of when we post anything that we're hoping our friends are going to see it mm-hmm. and validate what we've put. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the difference between, I'll give two, two examples there with the, the fool according to his folly. If, if somebody was to, was to say, just somebody generically that you're, you're seeing, one, um, you know, God's not real. I don't believe that. I don't, if I'm in their life and so forth and we can have conversations that build, that go somewhere versus somebody said that on TV and now I feel like I've got to write a huge article debunking that i'm just stepping into that stupid trap where they're trying to get me to answer a fool according to his folly but maybe we've got a a connect group teacher or something within our church or somebody who claims to be a follower of christ who is is trying to teach and say you know i really i really see that um god's so merciful that as long as we're sincere in what we believe you know i I see some devout people in the muslim world and the buddhist world and, and and god will god will you know, in the end, he understands their heart. You know, they're teaching something that is just twisting enough to, to, to take away from the gospel. We need to answer it right then, there, pull them aside, but also to make sure that the people that they're talking to are not being led astray. I don't think most people are being led astray because somebody, somebody declares, I don't believe in God. Everybody's like, oh, then I guess I can't either. You know, uh, everything doesn't need to be addressed at every moment. Um, but if, if it's starting to cloud other people and so forth, it might be a moment where we're like, okay, this needs addressed. And so we gotta, we got to come at it with wisdom. Well, I think, I think I might be even halfway okay with somebody saying, hey, I've seen that some churches are meeting on Sunday, which is Christmas, and some aren't. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. I would almost be kind of okay. I know it, that. Then can turn I can ugly. answer with that meme. <laughs> then that can, yeah, that's right. You put that meme up. On Let me you. put it to you this way: with this square with bigger letters than you wrote in, with a pretty color. Um, no, I, and I know that can turn ugly too, because people just get, you know, easily 
get riled up over yeah. things. Everybody wants a hill to charge, I always say. But I would almost be even more okay with that than just that lowering the boom real mm-hmm. quick off the cuff mm-hmm. kind of thing to incite that, oh, show me what you think. I'm going to put you in your place type or thing. Or even, even I've noticed a lot of churches are, are doing different things for Christmas to celebrate that, whether that's a live nativity, meeting on Christmas, um, having a candlelight service on Christmas Eve. What is your church doing this? Then you're not you're not inviting and inciting. You're just you're just asking, and maybe people will come at it. Maybe, maybe people will come at it with a little bit more grace. And if you want to see something really funny, by the way, go online on YouTube and search for camel falling over in church, and you'll find somebody I know. In the orchestra pit? No, walking down an aisle um, in a live nativity thing, and they had a real camel, and it got tired and just laid over into a <laughs> pew oh, full I've of people. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I was growing up in our church. <laughs> that, was, had... that was a little while back, uh, SBC church that I know of. That's a good guy, good church. But it, the church I grew funny. up in, the camel fell into the orchestra pit. <laughs> Oh, and landed on you know what? They should have taken Sunday off, so that camel could have re- could have rested. <laughs> <laughs> if if they had a Wednesday night service like the Lord prescribed, I'm just kidding. If they had Wednesday night service, that would have been called Hump Day. So I think part of what we're saying though is <laughs> camel. He just got it. <laughs> no, I got it. I was just All trying right. to keep moving. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> gotta get over that hump. <laughs> so I think in our uh, thing about this is. Can there be wise and unwise or even right and wrong decisions to be made? I think we would say yes. You know, you, mm-hmm. in certain things in your church life, you can make wise or unwise or right or wrong decisions. Social media is probably not the best place, especially in that kind of, you know. Echo chamber. And, and in that manner of, you know, like a meme kind of thing. It's not. Um, I think there also probably a time to say, is there ever something that a church could do that would make you say that is no longer, like I can't feel like this is still a good place. Like I don't line up with you anymore. Is there a decision or is there a doctrine or something that they could make a stance on? Let me ask you that. Is there ever something my church could do that I disagree with that I'm like, must make a meme and post it? Yeah. <laughs> or no. is there another, is there a better no, way to do it? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Meme, I, what I'm saying is memes are not the way to go, but is there a decision that your church could make that you would say, I can't in good conscience continue on in. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I think that was going to be our thing. Yes. So again, it's more the manner in which you do things and how you're choosing to respond. Well, follow the biblical, yeah. The biblical call and mandate of what it is. If you have a problem with someone, Mm -hmm. you go to that person you have a problem with. You don't talk about it with 20 other people or your thousand followers however many followers you, yeah. you, you go to that person first and yeah. then you bring another person with them but you've got to be able it's not just your opinion you've got to be able to say you're error you're in error because of what scripture says mm-hmm. you can't yeah. you can't just say this is my opinion and therefore you need I, I took people with me and they wouldn't listen to me no give the biblical argument that's why i always say don't tell me what you think show me mm-hmm. Show me where it is in Scripture, and when I'm in error, when Scripture says it, I'm going to do everything I can to straighten my path mm-hmm. to that. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I think yeah, you know, people would probably even Daniel, you even have a social media? Yes, I have a social <laughs> media account. I have Instagram. I'm on Facebook too. I just don't post a lot because I, I went through a season of my life where I chose not to post anything. I cleaned mm-hmm. everything off, and it was just I was just a viewer only. 
I got to say, it was pretty freeing. <laughs> and I just haven't picked back up the habit mm-hmm. uh, to do it. So I um, I might one day. I might. And ever might since then, he never re-picked his top eight on MySpace. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I But I, I do it. I, I, I love gaining insight of especially our congregation who are posting, here's what I'm going through in my life today, or here's where I am, here's where I'm on vacation. It just lets me keep up with people socially. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that part of social media is very enriching, especially for the body, because there's been numerous times where I've seen somebody, they didn't call me and let me know, but I saw something that I thought they might be dealing with on on a social media platform, and I can shoot them a note. Or they did tell their random acquaintances, them. though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> a lot of times we do that, and then people are like, oh, I had no idea. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't tell one of my close friends, but I told some guy that I graduated with that I haven't talked to since then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so you know, people might people might call me up and say, hey, did, I saw posted online today this and this about this particular family. Did you know that? And sometimes I was like, no, I, I totally missed that. It didn't mm-hmm. randomly fire up in my feed, which the feed seems to be so random from time to time. Yeah. But, um, and so I, I think it's good. So this is not a podcast on you should not use social media. That's not what I'm saying at all. In fact, I think it's a great tool to mm-hmm. use. And I think or it should about be what you should choose as your church for Christmas. Yeah. You should choose Jesus. We'll I say think, that part. I think. Where I wanted to go with this podcast was let's be wise on how we deal with our brothers and sisters in Christ because, especially on social media, the non-believers are watching. Mm-hmm. And when you know, you know, let's say that Adam and I are bantering back and forth on Facebook about something, and he's calling me a kind of a dummy for this, and I'm calling him a dummy for that, and everything. And he and I mean it as just kind of fun, playful bantering. But a non-believer sees that and goes, look at that, those two pastors at that church, they can't even get their act together, you know. And, and I weigh in, and I'm like, look, you can both be dummies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you don't have to just one be dummy. But I don't know. I just, it kind of concerns me. Yeah. And that's why I want to do a podcast on that a little bit because I, I'm, I care about how we love on each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mostly, you know, if you follow me on social media, mostly you'll see pictures of Ashley, our kids, or our golden retriever puppy now. Um, you know, those are, that's most, just because it can get so much into other things, I don't do much other than that. Um, you know, but there are, you know, there are times in which I know I look at it and you try to figure out wisdom and discernment. Um, even a few months back, actually, one of the articles I was talking about at the beginning was looking at churches making uh, arguments for kind of pro choice positions after all the Roe Wade stuff and mm-hmm. whatnot. And you look at that and, like there's part of me that sees that and it's like, man, you gotta respond to every one of those um, because I don't want to just leave it there with you know people say, oh, that's what Christians believe. You know, you're talking about that non-believer who looks at that and oh, that's the Christian position. Um, and so there's that kind of pull, but then there's also that pull of kind of just shouting into you know the wind or whatever about everything and disagreeing mm-hmm. with people who never go. So yeah, I, I, again, I just go back to when to use wisdom, when to use um, discernment, and how you respond to things, uh, and probably always best is when it's actually just talking to an individual. How many posts have you seen? This line this line right here always gets me. Um, I'm just sitting here thinking about some of the posts, but I see a lot of posts sometimes. Normally I don't post about this, but... The, well, or <laughs> I can no longer remain silent. <laughs> Which It's if always you've somebody taken, you've never seen silent. <laughs> if you've taken the time to type it out, I can guarantee you have not been silent on the issue. You just decided to go ahead and type it up. <laughs> it just hits me as funny. 
But I always, I kind of like, okay. Whenever I see that line, because usually I'm just kind of like, I'm taking my finger and just sliding mm-hmm. through the feed, and I'll and I'll see that at the beginning of things. I can no longer remain silent, and I usually have to pull the screen back down to see who's typing it, so I can kind of, oh, I wonder what sentiment this is going to be. <laughs> so you know what? Like right before, like some of those are the exact two things I just I said and you said together. Say I usually don't post about this, but I can no longer remain silent. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I see those together too. Uh, you guys know me, and you know that I usually don't say much. But and now, then, and then they hit their soapbox. Now we'll take it back if you see a mime post that. Yeah, because that's pretty good. That is very good. What does it do for us when when we post those types of things? Is it effective? Have you guys seen it as effective? It's it's a release valve for yourself. You just feel like, oh, I got that off my chest. And you could have just yeah, talked to your dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, you don't, chose to put it your out Your dog there. just wags its tail if you just look at it. So I don't know. Some, you want your dog to be angry with you sometimes. I'd you know? love to be when in heaven. When you're angry, you want your dog to be angry. <laughs> I'd love to be in heaven one day and somebody come up and say that uh, that you you've must have been really bothered by something one day, but you vented about it on Facebook, and it changed my life. <laughs> You think we're going to have this conversation as people walking up? I don't I, don't I doubt know. it. I don't know. I do know people who have been led to the Lord through social interaction online, mm-hmm. online social interaction. But not know. usually at the behest of someone's complaint. But not at when it started out with belittling yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, some type of axe to grind or something like that. It was more of, hey, let's discuss this. This is a, or I'm struggling with this. I've seen that. I think that's kind of healthy too. Sometimes, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you guys give me your feedback on this and let's have some good discussion about it. But to me, I just don't have time to go back every day and look at Facebook and see who's responded. Mm-hmm. And then people get offended when you don't, you know, well, I put that on there. You never say, you didn't like it or whatever. I'm thinking, I just... I didn't unlike it. I'd rather speak That's to people because there's not one of them, but. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're kind of bringing this to an end. Well, I don't know. Somebody sum it up. What's the have point? You, have you ever been offended because somebody liked something and didn't heart it? Well, no. Like, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, think about this for a second. <laughs> no. like, sometimes you'll say, like, something really bad happened or whatever. Like, you're, you're, my grandma just passed away or this or that or even, and please don't take offense to this, my, my, when my family got in an accident recently. I know people were just saying I saw it. But there were some people who liked that. And I was thinking, you liked that my family was in an accident? Yeah. So you but I know, know what, what they meant. They're just I'm checking sorry, out that they saw okay. it. Was that you? I think, I've probably, I I think I've probably liked a few of those like that, I did, too. Yeah, I have, too. Hey, I, I'm struggling with... Uh, we like that you said y'all were good. Yeah, yeah. So they liked part of it, but I'm thinking, look at these pictures. You don't well, like this. Well, then our, our social media needs to give us an option of saw this, read it. Yeah. <laughs> we support you. A little... Yeah. A little, There's a care part. There's a care. Yeah. Yeah, but the whole I don't thing know, is but sometimes we, when it's one guy and I give you that little emoji that's hold, uh, that's hugging a heart, that just feels weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> or even just a heart, you know. Like, yeah, I was oh, like, I hearted Nate. Oh, look, Daniel showed care to Nate. I don't know. Next just, time he sees me, he's going to give me a hug. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we, we need to have thicker skin, too, and not assume the worst. Yeah. We can assume tone and the way people respond. That's why even when we talked about the meme, we said it could have meant this, could have meant this. Yeah. Um, but either way, either way, it still wasn't like, woohoo, everybody's making good decisions here. Yeah. Yeah. So I think to sum it up is let's love one another. Let's edify one another. Let's build one another up. Let's focus on the gospel and make sure that we're presenting Christ well to a lost world. I don't know. Would that be a fair, a fair yeah. shake on it? Mm-hmm. 
Are we going to go back now and look at our social media posts and see which ones we need to pull? Which ones we need to purge? <laughs> and I had said this right before we started, too. Like, iron should sharpen iron, but don't use your sharpened iron to put in another Christian's back. Yeah, that's right. I think you said, as iron sharpens iron, the other iron has to know you're trying to sharpen it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Why do you keep chasing me with that iron? Well, I'm trying to sharpen you, dude. <laughs> Oh well. Anyway, that's that. I think we've uh, we've kind of exhausted that topic. Thanks for coming around the microphone again and discussing this. If you guys have any feedback out there who are listening and you would like to give your thoughts on that, be sure to post a meme on social media. About Best it. meme wins. <laughs> I used to listen to the podcast at Peninsula until. <laughs> if your church doesn't have a podcast, you need to leave. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you have an incredibly blessed day.